Christian faith and fiction, inspirational reading suggestions, along with chats about the Christian faith. The following episode is an audio version of a video that I recorded for my YouTube channel, Christian Faith and Fiction. If you would like to watch the video rather than listen to the audio, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. Please do share your thoughts by commenting either on the video or on the relevant blog post. Links in the show notes. Hello, welcome back to my channel, Christian Faith and Fiction. My name's Lou, and today I'm going to be looking at the topic of God's peace. Um, how can we deal with some of our anxiety? How can I have more peace in my life? This is really going to be um, a Bible study vlog as I am taking my time to do a word search through the Bible for God's peace and trying to find some verses that fit with that subject. So um, stick around, I'm going to be filming this on multiple days, um, sharing with you as I go the things that I've learned from my study. If you're new to the channel, I make videos about um, to do with the Christian faith, but also to do with Christian fiction books and the books that I'm reading. So have a look through the channel and see if that's something you'll be interested in subscribing to. So, so far I have found um, the dictionary definition or the Strong's Concordance definition of the words, original Bible words for peace. So the Greek word, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, is irene, irene um, which means one peace, quietness and rest. And then the Hebrew word, which I think the one I'm more familiar with is shalom, um, but it seems like it can be pronounced shalom, shalom, <laughs> shalom, different versions depending on if it's like an adjective or a noun and things. And it means things like welfare, prosperity, completeness, soundness, peace, safety, be at peace. So straight away I'm sensing that this is going to be more than just like the absence of noise, peace or even the absence of war um, to do with completeness and wholeness and healing as well as being in safety. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what verses I can find. Right so this morning I was looking at um, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 which is where it sort of has a messianic prophecy of Jesus and it says for, for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counsellor mighty God everlasting father prince of peace obviously it's that last title that I was thinking of and there is a couple of a few other verses that I found as well. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, God is called the God of peace. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 16, he's the Lord of peace. And in Hebrews 13, verse 20, he's the God of peace. So from that, I got that God is his sort of his name and his nature is to be peace. That's part of who he is, being um, full of peace. I then was looking at the title Prince of Peace as a like a messianic title for Jesus, looking at what um thinking about what does it mean. So I looked in my NIV study Bible, um it says his reign will bring wholeness and well being to individuals and to society. 
I honestly don't think we've quite reached that place yet. Thinking about um, Jesus bringing wholeness and wellness and peace to society, that's not the world that I see right now. And so, you know, I don't think we're going to see the fullness of that until Jesus comes again and we have the restoration of all things. Um, but we get a taste of it now. We get a taste of it. I've had a taste of it in my life, seeing, you know, how God has done healing in my inner self and in my emotions. The more time I've been a Christian and I've spent with God, the more I allow him to um, to reign in my life as the Prince of Peace and um, the more I draw on his strength to have peace in my mind and my emotions. I find it easier these days than I have done in the past to um, to draw on his strength and his peace in difficult situations. But it is, you know, it's a challenge. Every new situation is a new challenge. And asking Jesus as the Prince of Peace to reign in my heart and in my mind in the way that my thoughts go you know that's an ongoing challenge for me I think and part of the challenge of peace is allowing God and turning to him as soon as possible to give us peace in the difficult times hey so the verse I've been looking at today well the phrase rather is um to do with the covenant of peace and uh, I looked at this verse last month in when we we're looking at God's love. But Isaiah 54 verse 10, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. And I start to think, you know, what actually is a covenant of peace? I looked up in Numbers, um, right sort of at the beginning when God took his people out of Egypt and made them into his people. And um, back then, Aaron and his sons were told to bless the people with a blessing of peace. It's been made into a song more recently. Um, the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace is the end of that one. And God made a covenant of peace with Aaron and his sons. In Numbers 25 verses 11 to 12. And that was a bit like a, to me it sounds like a, like a treaty of peace um, between two sort of warring factions, but more than that because it's like a covenant, so it's like there's a strong promise attached to it. In um, Ezekiel 34 it's mentioned again a covenant of peace that God makes with his people when, uh, when he promises to bring them back out of exile. It was God's blessing over the people of Israel was peace, um, this blessing of peace and the covenant of peace was like a relationship that he wanted to have with his people that was both peaceful between him and them but also included peace in its sort of holistic sense that they would be at peace, they would not be um, at war with their neighbours, they would be protected, they would have provision they would have everything that they needed. They would have wholeness and wealth and good health and everything. This kind of covenant of peace is God's um, promise of peace, but his commitment to peace for his people. 
And the third section that I looked at on this sort of Bible study of um, God's peace is to do with the way that Jesus has brought peace for us through his death on the cross. And I found that through um, looking at Isaiah 53 verse 5. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. This is really the ultimate foundation for our peace and um, we need to have that sort of sorted out before anything else really. If we don't have um, peace with God we will always have something um, unsettling inside of us in the core of our being because we need that peace as our foundation. The Bible talks about in, in Romans 5 talks about uh, we're justified through faith and have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Colossians 1 talks about um, he made peace through his blood shed on the cross. This is the most fundamental um, thing, that if you don't have that relationship with God through Jesus and haven't accepted that Jesus died for your sins and rose again to give you eternal life and you haven't said yes to being a follower, then nothing that you can do will ever bring you true and lasting peace because peace the foundation of peace is built on our peace with god you will always have a part you always have that inner part of you that's at, at war and in turmoil um it doesn't matter you know how much meditation you do doesn't how much you fill your mind with good things doesn't matter how you try to empty your mind you'll still have that inner core thing that you'll keep coming back to that is not at peace because it's not at peace with God and um, we only find peace through Jesus Christ and through his death so that for me is just like everything else is worthless if we don't have that foundation there's no even point don't even try nothing else will work um, for finding peace uh, so that is what I got from today so today I've been looking at uh, the concept of the gift of peace. Today I'm, I'm looking at a verse in John chapter 14 and verse 27 where Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. In the context of this, um, just before this verse, Jesus is talking about leaving his disciples with another counsellor, comforter, advocate, depending on your translation, um, another like himself. He's leaving them with the Holy Spirit, basically. And because of that, they can have peace. They cannot be troubled. They don't need to be troubled. He is going to go away, but they are going to be left with another like him in the Holy Spirit. The NIV study Bible that I have uh, for this verse says... Peace is a common Hebrew greeting which Jesus uses here in an unusual way. In, a, in its greeting of peace, the world can only express a longing or wish, but Jesus' peace is real and present. When people use the, the sort of the greeting of peace, or I think it's shalom, the Hebrew sort of greeting, it was just used as a hello, peace be with you, you know, and. Um, some people like use the kind of hippie version of it, like peace man, peace, peace out. I would like everyone to have world peace. Um, 
that's a great sentiment to have but actually does it give you any peace does it give me peace by somebody saying oh I hope you have peace that's great but I would like to experience peace for myself rather than just wish have it wished upon me um and the study bible was basically saying you know when Jesus gives peace he's not just saying I wish you would have peace he is actually giving them peace and what is he giving them he's giving them the holy spirit when we become a Christian, when we um, give our lives to Jesus, we get the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're given it as soon as we are. Um, we become a Christian. We're given the Holy Spirit to, is the presence of God. He is the per third person of the Trinity. He is God living with us, in us, um, alongside us. And that means that the God of peace is actually living inside of us. We've been given the gift of peace. It's not something that we have to um, use some kind of method to create. We don't have to um, wake it up, make it up inside of us. We've been given the Holy Spirit and the gift of peace. It's been given to us. But that leaves me with the question is, why don't I experience as much peace as I would like to? So I moved on to looking at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, which is um, the chapters talking about freedom in Christ and living by the Spirit. This is a very famous verse, especially if you've been brought up as a Christian, um, talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Peace is listed as one of the fruit of the Spirit, as we just looked at. Um, the Holy Spirit is given to us as a gift when we become a Christian. So we have the potential to grow peace in our lives. This whole chapter is talking about um, don't gratify the sinful nature. You've got two natures basically live inside of you, the sinful nature and the spirit. And whilst we are still living on this earth before Jesus comes again, before we die and go to heaven we are always going to be, have that war going on within us between the sinful nature which is our sort of fleshly nature that we still are living in and our spirit and the way that I can see that we can grow the fruit of the spirit particularly at the moment peace is that we submit to the holy spirit more and we nail down the fleshly desires, the sinful desires that war within us. We nail them down. We don't feed them. We don't give them what they want. We, it says, don't gratify the sinful desires. But I want to choose the way of the spirit. I mean, who wouldn't want more of love, joy and peace? You know, kindness, patience, um, goodness, faithfulness. No, who wouldn't want more of that? Um, I certainly want more peace. Uh, so what I can see from this is that the challenge for me is I'm pretty good at submitting to God in the bigger things that when he's asking me to do things. I'm a little bit slow sometimes, um, but I'm pretty good at getting there in the end. But it's the small things. It's the thoughts that come in. It's the things I spend time thinking about, letting myself think about for too long the things that come into my mind you know those are the things that grow the sinful nature instead of focusing on the holy spirit submitting to god 
thinking about things that will grow the fruit of the spirit instead, living by the spirit, choosing to live by the spirit, that will grow um, the fruit of peace within me. So Father God, right now, I just ask that you would grow your peace inside of me. Make me more like Jesus. Make me more peaceful. Fill my life with peace. Grow that fruit of the spirit within me. Decrease all the worthless thoughts that are taking me away from you and from that, Lord God. Help me in that, Lord. I just I want to have more peace in my life. Amen. So the last study that I've been doing is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, and around that sort of area, and it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So looking at how do I have more peace, how should I deal with anxiety and worry, um, first of all, I found it's not as easy <laughs> as it sounds sometimes in the Bible um, as other people make it out to be. So if you're struggling, um, you're not alone. But looking at this passage, I did find some sort of helpful hints and tips for how to deal with um, worry and how to have more peace and grow more peace and receive more peace from God. First of all, in like the verse 5 just before this passage says, um, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. So that was the first thing that stood out to me is the Lord is near. That's why we don't have to um, have a lot of worry and be anxious about things because the God of peace is near to us. He's here with us. That's our foundation for our peace. As I've said before in this vlog, um, God's presence with us and I need to remind myself of that. Secondly, it says about praying about it, praying about everything with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, and that sort of stood out to me as one of the keys, um, giving thanks for answered prayer from before, for all the times that God has been with me from before, um, being thankful for what God has already done, reminding myself of what God has already done helps to build my faith um, when I'm praying for things that I need today. F.F. Bruce in his commentary uh, says, a grateful remembrance of past blessings is a safeguard against anxiety for the future. It adds confidence to the prayer for continued blessings. So when I'm praying for things that I don't have peace about today, it's really, really good to be thankful for all the times when God has come through in the past. Thirdly, it's God's peace and not ours. Um, it talks, Philippians talks about a peace that passes understanding. So it's, it's God's peace that comes to us, not the peace that we have created ourselves. The NIV study Bible says, it's not merely a psychological state of mind, but an inner tranquility based on the peace based on peace with God. God's peace guards our hearts and our minds. So when God gives us his peace, it guards us from um, attacks that come against us in form of anxious thoughts and um, things that would normally trouble us. Um, God's peace acts as a guard against us and it's something that is beyond our understanding, which is good if you're like me and you like to try and fix everything and you like to work everything out. Um, God's peace bypasses all of that 
and you know, God's presence just gives us peace without us having to understand everything that's going on. And so we just need to receive God's peace. We need to be like little children, not having to explain everything, not having to have answers for everything, but just able to receive the gift of peace. Um, so that was something else that I learned from that, that I just need to receive peace. I need to take time to sit and receive from God his peace. And then thirdly, we can help the process by following on with Philippians 4 verses 8 to 9, which talks about, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learnt or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So that shows that we do have um, a part to play in all of this, that actually we have to play our part in cultivating thoughts which are godly and lovely and holy and pure and not allowing other things to come in and dwell in our minds. And I had a picture like a garden and... Um, if you allow weed seeds to come into your garden and be planted there, then you will always have to spend your time weeding those things out later on. And um, yeah, it, it's. I think that's the challenge for me is to, what am I allowing into the garden of my mind that is growing things which are not causing me peace, which are causing me the opposite of peace. And how do I cultivate my mind so that I think about things that are health, healthy and things that lead to peace and don't lead to anxiety? I know that if I was doing a better job of cultivating and guarding my mind from seeds coming in to it that cause anxious thoughts, then I wouldn't have such a battle later on with trying to get peace in amongst those anxious thoughts. And this passage sort of finishes again, saying the God of peace will be with you. Um, starts with saying the Lord is near, ends with saying the God of peace will be with you. And that's back to that foundational thing of the God of peace is with us. And that is such an encouraging um, thing to think about. It is in God's nature to be peaceful. He is a God full of peace. He has made a covenant relationship with us through Jesus to give us peace and for us to have the blessing of peace. And God has given us the gift of peace, which no one else can take away. And I'm so thankful for that. And I want to continue to grow in that peace, being a more peaceful person, having a more peaceful thought life. So thank you to everyone who's watched to the end of this video. I'm just going to pray to finish. Um, so, Father God, I just pray for all of us that we would have more peace. Father God, for those who are not yet in a relationship with you, I pray that they would seek after you and find you. I pray that they would understand who Jesus is and what he's done for them and that they can have peace through him. Father God, I pray that for those of us who are Christians, Lord, that we would grow even more in that gift of peace. We would grow in the fruit of the Holy Spirit and that we would be more um, aware of what's coming into our minds that's growing and causing us anxiety. Father God, I pray that you would show us any roots that have 
grown up and that we need to take down and pray that you would show us any channels where anxiety is coming into our lives and I pray that you would help us to weed it out so that we may have peaceful and quiet and healthy minds and hearts Lord that our lives would be full of peace I pray that we would be able to give that peace away to the people around us Lord God we thank you that you the God of peace are with us in Jesus name I pray amen Thank you for listening to the Christian Faith and Fiction podcast. If you would like more information, you can click the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app to make sure you catch the next episode.